were looking for career advice from a career coach, and he had led teams that had placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army. You'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. How is everybody doing today? Hope you're doing well. Hey, welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast with your host, myself, Tim Madden. Hey, here each week, we share tactics and strategies live each week inside the Executive Career Network on Facebook, which I'm pretty sure, to my knowledge, we are the largest career-focused group on Facebook. If you're not a member, we'd love to have you. We also stream to iTunes and Spotify. Hey, each week, I come here to deliver tactics and strategies to help you with your mindset, with your online brand, getting on more interviews, converting those interviews into offers, talking about salary and negotiation. You know, it's one thing where everyone wants more of, but no one wants to talk about most of the time. And how to be successful when you land your next role. And hey, do me a favor. If you're listening to the podcast and you get any value from this, share it with a friend who's thinking about starting a career search. Also, before we get started, huge shout out to a couple ECU now alumni from the Executive Grades Coaching Program. We got Jeff who took a sales management role, Stephen who just landed a job with Honeywell. Stephen, super excited for you. Tracy who just landed a Director of Information Security role, and Alexis, gonna be a marketing director for a medium or maybe it was a large company. So, hey, big shout out to the individuals who all got offers in on Friday. Guys, I truly do wish you the best of luck in your new career. But remember, do not stop networking with people at your level so that, you know, even if you just got a new job and you just found the ECU podcast, right? Make it a point to connect with at least one person each week who's at your level or above. So when you're ready for that next career move, right? Um, in two or three years, you already have what I like to call an army of advocates to help you, okay? So make sure you're doing that and congrats to you guys. Hey, today, today on episode two, we're gonna talk about the only way, the only way that you're gonna succeed when you attack your new career search, okay? There is only one way to attack this, and I'm gonna share that with you on this episode, okay? What you need to realize is number one, you're not in a career search. You are a sales professional now trying to close a next deal, right? The next deal for your career. And your biggest problem right now is not a lot of people know you and the people that do know you don't know that you're looking or don't know enough about your background. This is a huge, huge no-no, okay? I work with some individuals at some of the highest levels, okay? 
highest level. So I'm working with an individual, okay, who has been searching for six months now, right? We just started working together, has been searching for six months, okay? And we start just going over a list of the people that he already knows. So be, be, before we get into this, you know, tactics and strategies I'm going to share with you, if you're starting a search right now, why would you go and apply for jobs you don't know anything about, okay? Why would you worry about updating your resume? Why would you worry about paying someone to update your resume? Why would you worry about your LinkedIn? Why would you worry about all this stuff when you literally, if you're following this podcast, you've probably been in, in the workforce now for, you know, 20 years. So why would you go out to an open market where no one knows you? This is the number one thing that I see so much opportunity all the time is, and I know what you're thinking right now, Tim, I don't know anyone, man. I don't know anyone. So let's make a list before we get started of the people that I would connect with if I just started a career search. Okay. Number one, and then I'll share the story of a client. Number one, I connect with where are all my old bosses throughout my whole career? Who was my director 15 years ago? Who was my VP 15 years ago? Where are they now? Especially if you're in marketing, technology sales, if they're still working, they're probably, hopefully, right, at higher levels at organizations. What about your coworkers? When I was a director, where are those directors now? What about people that you went to college with? Maybe you just recently went back and got your PMP, your CISSP. Hopefully you connected with those people when you completed it, you know, two years ago. What about vendors that you've worked with? Okay, so I would highly encourage you to make a list of these individuals before you worry about, because let's be honest, what do we do when we're looking for a job? Okay, 99% of people are going to go to Indeed, LinkedIn, ZipRecruiter, they're going to pay 20 bucks to get on ladders, and they're going to go see what's out there. Why not go to the people that are in your industry, okay? that have probably been promoted throughout their career. They, that person you probably worked with 10 years ago who was your VP, he might not be there now. He might have went on to work at other companies. Maybe he can introduce you to other opportunities. Because working with this individual and building out this short little list, which may sound like a, you know common sense, for most people it's not. And what we found was this individual almost has a list of 70 CEOs, C-suite professionals, that he's worked with that were his boss, he was their boss, he was a collaborator on a cross-functional team. Why would you not connect with those people first? Also, when you connect with these people, do not say, John, I'm looking for a job, can I send you my resume? Hey, I know it's been 10 years, John, but can you help me find a job? That is not going to work. Stay tuned for an, another episode on how to do that. But first, let's talk about how do you truly attack your career search so that this happens quickly for you and you're not spending the next 18 months, 12 months looking for another job? Okay. The only way to attack this career search is with massive action. If you didn't check episode one last week, we talked about most people are underestimating their career search. They think they're going to Tell a couple people they're looking, apply for a couple jobs, and all of your dreams are going to come true, and you're going to get that upward mobility move with the salary increase. Hey, this 
Does that really sound like reality for anyone uh, listening to this right now? Not really. So let me break you down talking about attacking this career search and we're going to work, you know, uh, at the final, just like we plan a project, right? All my project management people, not only project management, but how do we build? How do we talk about marketing? How do we talk about ops? How do we talk about finances? We plan. So let's plan like a sales professional. Okay. Or a project management professional or an ops professional. Number one, how do I get an offer? Okay. What's it take to actually get to that offer stage? So let's talk about what it actually takes to receive one job offer. Okay. How many interviews do you think you're going to have to go on to generate one offer? Tim, I'm not sure. Well, I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. The average person I've worked with after helping 714 people just last year, hundreds of people this year, okay? Most people on average are going to interview between 15 and 25 companies. So if you're starting your career search and you're thinking about just getting into one interview loop, hey, go listen to last, last week's podcast. Because so the average person is probably going to meet with 15 to 25 companies. It could happen sooner for you. I hope it does. Okay. How many interviews are you going to go on at those companies? Probably a lot. So let's just say, let's, for simplistic terms, let's say for every 15 to 20 interviews, let's keep it simple. 15 to 20 interviews, you're going to generate one job offer. You're probably like 15 to 20 interviews. See, Geez, Tim, hey, re remember, underestimating your search. Stuff's going to take long. Stuff's going to fall through the pipeline. All these things are going to happen, so we want to have a big pipeline. So let's say we're on the interview loop between 15 and 20 interviews to generate that one offer. All right. Now let's think. How much activity, well, activity is the first one, but what's it take to actually generate 15 to 20 interviews? How many people am I going to have to talk to? If you're a director and VP and executive, you know you have to network your way into a job. We know that most jobs aren't listed online. We know that the ones that, that are, are, it's really hard to get in front of those decision makers because of just the, the, the mass amounts of people. Because here's why, right? If you're looking for a job in Tampa, Florida that pays 200K, as soon as that job board goes live, here's what happens. They're posting... The talent acquisition team is posting that on Indeed, LinkedIn, ZipRecruiter, all these things. Within 72 hours, they have probably 1,000 candidates. We know that's not the way you're going to get a job at your level. I mean, if it does, hey, I'm, I'm glad. But there's been many statistics that say 2 to 3% of people get jobs because of that traditional interview loop at your level. So if you're targeting six figures and multiple six figures, you have to build an army of advocates, get a hold of people that can hire you and leverage networks. So how many people do you think I'm going to have to talk to to generate that amount of interviews? Probably going to be a lot. Let's say 40. What kind of activity do you think it's going to take to get 40 people on the phone to generate 15 interviews to generate one offer. A lot of people are, are approaching their job search right now saying, 
oh man, I just, I need another job. I need another job. They're thinking about that job offer stage. They're thinking about going on one or two interviews. They're thinking about talking to a couple people. You are mistaken. Activity, growing your network on LinkedIn. We're reaching out to prior you know, individuals, reaching out to the decision maker of companies, you know, finding their email address, engaging with them on LinkedIn, engaging with your network, your second degree network. Okay. That tremendous amount of activity is going to lead to, because not everyone you get a hold of is going to want to talk to you, right? Especially if you don't know how to have effective conversations, you're not branded well, and you don't know what to say to these people. But your activity is going to generate how many people you're going to talk to, which is going to generate how many interviews you go on, which is going to generate how many offers you get. So in the ECU program, we always want to be fo focused on a multiple offer situation, right? People do not come and work with us. And I'm just certain you, sure in your career search right now, do you want to take the first job that comes to you? And, and I'm not saying like, hey, if it's a great job, upward mobility, you think it's the right move for you, take it. But I want to have options, right? The only way to have options is to take massive action, which includes massive activity to lead you to getting on the phone and Zoom with people, which is going to lead to X amount of interviews, which is going to lead to that one offer. So again, we broke it down. We got to do a lot of activity to get on the phone with 40 people to generate 15 to 20 interviews to approach that one offer stage. Now, if we want three offers, we just got to multiply it. Well, now I need, geez, geez, Tim, I got to go on like 40 interviews. Maybe. I might have to talk to 120 people. Maybe. I'm going to have to do a lot of activity. I agree with you. But this is important to you. This is your life. Okay, You're going to spend a lot of time at this next company. So do your due diligence and take this seriously because people are underestimating their job search. They're underestimating the amount of interviews they're going to go on, the amount of people they're going to talk to, to lead to that one offer stage. Don't do that. So the only way on episode two today, the only way to ensure you're going to be successful in landing your next role that you know you deserve is, hey, we got some work to do. Now, if you're working a full-time job right now, okay, here's the way I like to say it. I like to, our clients do what's called a success um, schedule. Here's the success schedule. I have eight hours to work, roughly eight hours to sleep. And that last eight hours is going to determine the quality of my life. So if you're working right now, you're probably working eight to 12 hours. Hopefully you're sleeping eight hours. The rest of the eight hours, what else do we got to do? Oh man, we got to go to our doctor's appointments. We got to get our workout in. We got to do our mindset. We got to read our books and we got to do this career search. Okay. So make sure you're not underestimating your search and make sure if you're starting a career search or considering it, Massive action is your, it's the only thing that's going to ensure that you get to where you need to be. So don't underestimate the amount of activity it's going to take to lead to these conversations, to lead to these interviews, to lead to the software stage. Failure to do this is going to cause you a lot of frustration. Okay. I've seen it turn into 
frustration in a family. I've seen it turn into husbands and wives being depressed, affecting the development of their children. I've seen it led to financial turmoil inside, you know, a marriage. If you are unemployed right now, you have to be treating this as this is a full-time job and I'm working overtime, especially if you're in a financial bind. If you're not in a financial bind, hey, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. You still have to take it seriously though. I wish it was as easy when you're just coming out of college to go get that internship or that job that makes 50K. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, you know that time was gone a long time ago. The only way to attack your job search is with massive, massive, massive action. Do not underestimate your job search. Okay? If you feel you need help, if you're watching the in the uh, exec upgrades, um, exec upgrade, uh, no, the executive career network right now, I posted a link down below, right? It's execupgrades.com backslash work dash with dash us. Hey, have a conversation with us. If you've been struggling in your career and you're not sure what to do, or you just want to, you, you know, have a detailed plan with detailed framework. I don't want you to be a part of our community, a part of this podcast. And a year later, you're still spinning your wheels because you're not sure what to do. And if you listen to last week's podcast, I'm still working up, getting the page, execupgrades.com backslash podcast. It will be up any day. Mark means working on it. But hey, if you know you need help, right? We want to make sure that we put a plan together for you. And if not, stay tuned next week, okay? Because each week I am, you know, determined to provide you with tax and strategies that can help you. But I just wanted to make sure before we get started and started getting into the how-to, not to underestimate your search and talk about the only way to attack a career search is with massive action. Have a great week, everyone, and I'll see you next week.